Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hi, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I am Tim. Welcome to the podcast where we take a lighthearted look at the dark side of history. And the topic of our podcast today is Teddy Roosevelt's very bad day, the death of Alice Lee Roosevelt. Teddy Roosevelt, of course, was president of the United States. He served two terms and, of course, one of the most uh, famous figures in U.S. history. We're going to talk about his very bad day, but before we do, I would like to introduce our panel. I am joined, as always, by the very lovely and talented, the queen of mean, the empress of evil, the mistress of the macabre, pill popping, penis loving, brandy. How are you today, Brandy? Oh, uh, you forgot Satan's dirty little secret. Uh, sometimes I sometimes I hold that back just for special occasions. Oh, okay. What the hell is so special about today? I didn't just say it today, so today isn't special. But he is stepping in on Brandy time. He always does. It's not whatever. Why do I, I always got to be last? <laughs> well, we build up to you. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, she's like she's, she's like a she's like act. a co-star. And yeah, she's the opening act. And the special guest star. Yes. Okay, thank yeah. you. How are you today, Brandy? Well, I was better 30 seconds ago, right. fuckers. Yeah, it's I'm fr- fine. It's Friday. You have any exciting plans for the weekend? Uh, you know, I, my girlfriend's having a baby shower this weekend. I have to go shower a baby. Yeah, I have to go shower a baby. All right. Well, uh, good luck to you on that. Well, as long as, as long as she doesn't pee, I guess we'll all be all right. Yeah, sometimes those babies pee right up in the air. They d- Well, little boys do, yeah. yeah. Or yeah. they pee in their own face. Or in the mother's face as she's changing the diaper because Logan had done that to, to Renee. Oh, yeah. Yeah, to look out for that. I'm also joined by the very talented, the more, really the moral compass of this podcast, yes. a man who has been called uh, an oasis in the desert of despair. Nope. The uh, most dangerous man in podcasting today, the Reverend Colonel Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? Wonderful today, Timmy. We just got done with a with a Facebook Live episode. We did do a, a Facebook a, uh, Live episode. Facebook for, profile Brandy of uh, the Devil. And, for uh, our Facebook group, uh, History Dweebs the Podcast. That was a lot of fun. Now we're moving right into here, and I got a, got a busy weekend plan. Logan has a art show tonight, an art exhibit. Oh, excellent. That he has a couple pieces being shown at UC. And, uh, is, it, is it online? Are you able to see it online? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I know I just got to go to the place to see him. Oh, well, um, that's exciting. And then, as I said the other day, I get to take my little nephew Jack to the zoo. And it's so fun to take a kid who's only two and a half years old to the zoo because they're just amazed by everything. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, the only thing is that and they we have a great zoo. They don't seem to right, understand. They like to see animals in the priority of which they are their favorites. Oh, I know. So then you got to go to the elephants. You go and then to you the gorillas. To the snakes, then you and, yeah. yeah. So you make the you crisscross the zoo thirty six times and and it's all uphill. Everywhere you go, everywhere you is go, all is, up we, have a, all we have a great zoo though. We do have a great zoo, um, but yeah. So I get to I get to take. Um, my little nephew Jack, who is just so much fun. Well, that should and, be a fun uh, weekend. Yeah, that's a great thing about having when you you know I don't I don't have grandkids yet, but I got all these great nieces and nephews. Right, know, great nieces and nephews, and you can have a you can take them and you go and you fill them up with Mountain Dew and you let them run around, be all crazy, and then you take them back home. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope you have a wonderful weekend, Colonel. It's uh, supposed to be nice tomorrow. Aren't you working tomorrow? I am, as mm. always. As always. It's my middle name. Mm-hmm. We would like to give a shout-out to all of our uh, listeners who support us on Patreon. If you would like to support us on Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash historytweets, where you can give a little, you can give a lot, or... Just a wee tiny little bit to me. Everything helps, and we really, really do appreciate it. If you cannot afford to give to Patreon, that's okay. We love you. Just listen to us and follow us on Facebook. Um, We love you just the same. So I would like to give a special shout-out, though, to those who do support us on Patreon, and that would include Alicia and Chip, TJ Young. Thank you, TJ. Bridget Clavey, uh, Brandy McBride, Maja, Aaron. Uh, Kimberly, Chevron, Elise, Scotty J with the Killers Cults and Nut Jobs podcast, Diane Student with the History Goes Bump podcast, Amber Trevino, Annette Petre, Lise, Leslie Hagar, Amber Scoville, Jahara Lopes, uh, of course, Dr. Jeff and his lovely wife, Don, Andrew Happ, Holly Woodward, Shirley Strap, Todd Long, Lydia Fisher and her sister Ruth, uh, Jennifer Rasnick, Tyrone, Phyllis Munson, Sarah Morgan, Melissa Montoya, Brittany Martin, Joe Hopkins, Mandy, uh, Joe with the uh, Now American History Podcast. Looking forward to their second episode this weekend. Mandy Swanson, Jennifer Siemens, and her lovely mother Linda, Cindy Lou, Heather Poole, Charlie and Allie from the Insight Podcast. Christine Hauer and her and Jeffrey the Wonder Cat, Cheryl Weldon, uh, and Rudy the Wonder Dog. So if I left anyone out, I apologize, uh, but I think I got everyone. Okay, so we're going to talk about Teddy Roosevelt's very bad day, the death of his uh, first wife, Alice Lee Roosevelt. At um, age 42... Teddy Roosevelt became the youngest man ever to assume the U.S. presidency, uh, and he did that after president. Uh, he was the vice president under President William McKinley from Ohio, Colonel. Mm-hmm. Uh, president McKinley uh, was assassinated in 1901, so Teddy Roosevelt ascended to the presidency. He won a second term in 1904, Colonel. Mm-hmm. He was known for his anti-monopoly policies, uh, conservation, of course, 
He won the uh, Nobel Peace Prize uh, for his part in ending the Russo-Japanese War. He was responsible for building and the acquisition of the Panama Canal. Uh, he's um, in many circles known as the first modern president because he greatly expanded the powers of the executive branch. Yeah, but he was a man of contradiction. He was a hawk who won the Nobel Peace Prize. He was a conservationist who was an avid hunter, and he grew up in a very wealthy family, and he fought for progressive reform. Now, the focus of this podcast is not going to be just on Teddy Roosevelt. It's really going to be the focus is on one particular day, uh, a very tragic event uh, that occurred in the life of uh, Teddy Roosevelt that shaped his life. Um, uh, so... Uh, he was the, Teddy Roosevelt was the first president um, to fly in a plane, Brandy. Cool. He was the first president to own an automobile truck and to dive in a submarine. Yes. So he was a, kind of the first modern president. He's my favorite president. He, he always, you know what he always used to say? Bully! <laughs> he did. People don't use that term much anymore, Brandy. They don't. They don't. Bully! <laughs> Although he was a successful author and politician, his life was marred by some very personal tragedies, and that's what uh, the podcast is going to focus on because we love to focus on tragedies, Brandy. Mm -hmm. uh, Theodore Roosevelt, the man who would become president, was born on October 27, 1858, Colonel, right before Halloween. Right before it. He probably didn't get any candy because mm -hmm. he didn't have, any teeth, didn't have any teeth at that point. But he probably did. He probably got a lollipop or something. You would think. You would. You know, you know, they used to dress those kids up in. They put them in boys in dresses back then. I didn't like. I'm not. I'm not. You didn't like cross-dressing infants. I just don't like the clothes. It, it was all fluffy, and it was like they didn't have air conditioning, and the kids had to be hot. And, yeah. You know, kids yeah. all smelly. Yeah, nothing worse than a smelly kid. Boy, smelly you know adult. that's right. Smelly adult, yeah. <laughs> Smelly teenagers are the worst, though. Little boys, but look, boys always smell like wet dog. Anytime they mm -hmm. start to get sweaty, anytime yeah. they smell like wet dog. Um, Teddy Roosevelt's youth uh, differed sharply from that of his predecessors. Uh, he was not a log cabin president. He was born in New York City in New York 18 City. New York right. City. Uh, Brandy, Mr. Q, and to a wealthy family. But I picked up. Didn't I didn't you. know that was. I didn't know that was a thing. That was yes. your thing. It's a thing now. It's oh. a thing. I didn't know it was a thing. You it's need to thing. tell me. Right. Teddy's parents. Uh, his parent. His father was Theodore Thee Roosevelt Sr. He was of Dutch heritage, Brandy. Oh, okay. And his mother. Mother was Martha Mitty Bollock. Oh. She was a bit Mitty. Mitty was her name. That she I like by. Mitty. Yeah, Mitty's okay. She was a Southern belle, uh, Colonel. Rumor to have been a prototype for the Gone with the Wind character, Scarlet, Scarlet? O'Hara. Yeah. Yes. Oh, fiddly dee. Yes. As God is my witness, I will never go I hungry again. I will never go hungry again. Bullet! Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> His family owned a plate glass import business. His father was an old Dutch mercantile, came from an old Dutch mercantile. He sold mercants? Family. Please pay attention. He sold Merkins. Bullet! God damn it. <laughs> An energetic, dominant figure. 
Dang, he was so probably so he's probably in the leather every time oh, I. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, his father. You uh, still got your leather stuff, Devil? Did you get rid of that? None of your business. Okay, that's. I, I don't understand people in the rubber. You know, that's the one I can't understand. Well, it's easy that's to so, clean. Oh well, that's yeah. true. You just have to hose it off. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you just. You know what? You just walk through the car wash with it on. No, you know like what I don't understand? Diving. I don't get the people that enjoy being wrapped in saran wrap. Yeah, I don't get that either. What is that? No, I don't know. It's I guess it's a way of smothering or something. I don't I like think it. it's cheaper than duct tape. Mm. Because you can wrap somebody up. It's strong, up. though. It is. You wrap somebody up in saran wrap, they ain't going nowhere. Right. I mean, they can hop if you don't get their feet. But <laughs> and they can roll. <laughs> yeah, they can roll due to caterpillar. Uh, so his father was an energetic, dominant figure in his life. Uh, his father was the only man, young uh, Roosevelt once said, that he ever feared, Colonel. So it was a— uh, He should. It's healthy. Yeah. <clears throat> As an adult, um, Teddy Roosevelt was known for his great energy and his athletic ability. But as a young boy, he, boy, he was very sickly. He suffered from severe asthma um, and had a respiratory disease— that made uh, breathing difficult. So as a young boy, he was known uh, as Titi. Not Teddy, but Titi. Titi? Titi. 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 T-E-E-D-I-E. Titi. Titi. Yeah. Mr. Titi. He spent a lot of... stupid name. It sounds like Titi. He spent a lot of time inside his family's home. I wouldn't go out if my name was Titi either. Can was, Titi come out to play? Let Titi come I out. I want to play with Titi. He was, uh, he was a sick young lad. Is Titi cold? Uh, this, <laughs> this gave him the opportunity to um, follow his passion for animal life uh, and re- reading. Um, but by his teens, with the encouragement of his father, who he revered, uh, Theodore, young Theodore, developed a rigorous physical routine that included weightlifting and boxing, Brandy. Just scoff at that. His name's Teddy. Scoff. Scoff. You're a scoffer, girl. Bullet! <laughs> We're going to get in so much trouble. <laughs> As he grew up, young Teddy exercised and boxed, tried to build up his constitution. His family was wealthy, and he traveled to Europe and Egypt in his youth. Hmm. He received his earliest, uh, earliest education from his aunt, along with a series of other tutors, before entering Harvard, Harvard, in 1876. At the age of 12, he followed his father's advice. I mean, I went that. He did weightlifting, horseback riding, boxing, hunting, fishing, wrestling. He grew to love these activities and would for the remainder of his life. He entered Harvard. Harvard. In 1876, where he developed a lifelong passion for politics and historical interests. Bullet! Jesus, fuck. But at last, Brandy, tragedy struck. Alas? Alas. Tragedy struck. Tragedy struck Teddy? (laughs) Teddy. When he was 19 years old in 1877, he was a... His dad died? Yeah, he was in his second year of college at Harvard. Was it? Harvard. Did they call him Teddy at Harvard? I don't know. What they, they probably don't him. like that. But the, his father, the man who he loved and revered, died in uh, 18, uh, 18, uh What number 79. is that? There you go. Um, Teddy channeled his grief into working even harder. Um, he became very he when his father died. He became very close and protective of his mother, Mitty, and would spend all. Mitty, of the, we got Mitty and Teddy. 
spent all of his that's what yeah fair uh spent all of his uh free time with his mother um teddy uh graduated magna cum laude brandy in 1880 and i bet he had a higher grade in economics than you did you didn't get no fucking it. c plus in graduating <laughs> with he, he didn't graduate magna come on me well, I bet he didn't. Uh, he didn't get the name <laughs> Titty. Yeah. He didn't no, blow his economics professor. <laughs> you don't know that. <laughs> all right, so that's you don't Teddy, know that right? at all. That's, you it, that's, it, that's the introduction to Teddy. Now I'm going to talk about his first wife, Alice Hathaway Lee. We're going to introduce her now into the story, Brandy. This is his wife. Would be his wife, but now she's shit. Alice Hathaway Lee. Alice Hathaway Lee was born on July 29th, 1861. One had almost just uh, almost 100 years before I was born, Colonel. But in Chestnut Hills, Massachusetts, to a wealthy banker by the name of George Cabot Lee and his lovely wife, I don't know if she was lovely or not, I just threw that in there, Caroline Watts Haskell. It's like Eddie Haskell. Mm-hmm. Alice was Chestnut a. Chestnut Hills is a really cool place. You ever been there, Devil? No. Okay. Alice, nice Alice was a spirited child, Brandy. Mm-hmm. who from an early age loved reading, music, and the arts. She was a good student graduating at the top of her high school class, and she, like Teddy, n- never had to blow her economics professor. Yeah. You don't know that Bullet! Alice Gobble! <laughs> Alice played the piano and enjoyed tennis, archery, and boating. Considered tall for the era, uh, Colonel, she was 5'6". That's a big woman back then, Tim. She had blue-gray eyes and long, golden, wavy, long, wavy, golden hair. And she was described as strikingly beautiful as well as charming. See, I don't trust his judgment on. Well, shit. yeah, when he said no, that, no, no, this is not me. This is his chick history. yesterday that had a head ripped off was beautiful. I'm not Ava Dugan. Her and the family, most beautiful girl, the most beautiful girl in the world, Olive Thomas. Yeah. Look like a pair of shoes. Mm-hmm. All right. No, uh, no Alice Hathaway Lee was, a, I looked at her. She was very attractive. Her family and friends called her Sunshine because of her cheerful disposition. <coughs> I bet no one ever called you Sunshine today, Brandy. I get called Sunshine all the fucking time, Dick. Bullet! <laughs> I call Bully on that one. You call Bully up your own ass. I don't give a shit. And shenanigans. Alice. I don't care. I get called Sunshine all the time. It may be ironically. Who calls you Sunshine? I no one calls her sunshine. All the time. I know. Ain't no Whatever. sunshine. I made someone cry yesterday. She gone. Who did you make cry? Oh, now you're fucking business. Now let's talk about Teddy. Oh, now you, I'm talking you? about Alice right now. Alice met I'm Theodore. Alice. <clears throat> Alice met Theodore T.R. as he would like to be known. I bet he would. Roosevelt Jr. on October 18th, Colonel 1878. Probably at the, uh, you know, they were probably getting ready for homecoming. At the home of one of her relatives and next-door neighbor, the Sultan Stalls the of the Boston Sultan Stalls. Oh, yeah. There was the Sultans of Swing, Timmy. There was the original Sultans of Swing. No. At Harvard University, Roosevelt had, was a classmate of her cousin, Richard Middlecott Dick yeah. Sultan Stalls. And Dick's probably about I want to be a Dick proper. Sultan. It reminds me of, what's her name? Who? Uh, in uh, in uh, the UK. Um, what's uh, Charles's uh, wife? Oh, Camilla Parker Bowles. Camilla Parker Bowles. Bowles. <laughs> Bowley! 
Camellia Parker Bowls. <laughs> Poor Camilla. For Teddy. She got a horse face. For Teddy Roosevelt, it was love at first sight when he met young, the young and attractive Alice Hathaway Lee. Um, That's one of the great conspiracies. What? Cindy Lou asked about that. You got the choice between banging Lady Diana, uh, Camilla Parker Bowles. Camilla Parker Bowles. And you're picking Camilla? Yeah, well, you know. You got to be out your damn mind. Well, yeah, you know, let's preference. establish that Chuck is no prize. Yeah. Right. Aside from his title. But he had his, I mean, he had both. Uh, he had Lady Die. I know. He but could have been, I would have never let her do any charity work or anything. I would have kept her at the house and I would have. Aside from her title or his, yeah. his title, he's just Ichabod Crane. All right. Let's 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 don't get start a feud with the Raw family, please. Yes, because yeah, they listen. Not, yeah, I'm just. No, but no, Lady I'm Beverly just, listens. I know. Lady Beverly agrees with she, me 100%. She, okay. Well, no. I don't see anyone agreeing with you 100%. I mean, Ever. Well, yeah. like 40% sometimes. Nope. For Teddy Roosevelt, it was love at first sight. Bullet! Later writing for his first encounter with Alice, he would say, As long as I live, I shall never forget how sweetly she looked and how pretty she greeted me. That's what I said the first time I met the devil, too. Yeah. Yeah, that didn't turn out as well as you thought, did no, it? No, did not. Hmm. As with everything in his life, it's to get worse. <laughs> as with everything in his life, Teddy went all out to win Alice's affection. He wrote long love letters and poems. Teddy would pick up pick wild daisies and deliver them to Alice each day. I'm taking a picture. You see it. Within thinking. days of meeting Teddy, she would uh, Alice would tell her family and friends that he would. Oh no! Within days of meeting her, Teddy would tell his family and friends that she he would someday marry the lovely Alice. And he would be the happiest man in Sounds the world. Sounds like a stalker. Mm. Within weeks of courting, Teddy proposed marriage to the young stalker. Alice. Stalker. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, he probably they probably didn't have Tinder back then. So. Yeah, like, but anyway, Alice had many suitors, so she was not quick to accept Teddy's proposal. And Bitch, Brandy, I asked you one time. You don't say yes right then. You have to. You are, bullet. He's done. Bullet. Bullet. Go on with your girl. Gone with you. I gave you one opportunity to marry the colonel, yeah, marry the titty. Hold on. Yeah, you really should not cut people off at one opportunity. <laughs> Actually, I asked Renee three times before she ever yeah. agreed yeah. to it. bet she regrets that. I bet she does. Oh, no. I got a once. You know, it's like a big bash. You dangle oh, that no, little window in front of her, and then all of a sudden you reel it in, and then you stuff it, mount it up on your wall. and. Nope. So Teddy was single-minded in his stalking. He insinuated himself with her family and despaired when competitors threatened his suit. Oh, see. Yeah, anybody but a president, that's stalking. Is is he is stalking in your script there, Timmy, or is she ad-libbing that? Uh, she's ad-libbing Because I feel like she's fouling the content I, of she our really, She really is, and I've, you know, I've worked hard on that script. After rejecting his initial proposal, Alice agreed in late January 1880 to marry Theodore. Oh, probably because he threatened to kill her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah she, she was. Was this before or after duct tape? I will kill everything you love. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Theodore, put on some uh, lotion. Exactly. Yeah. Titty was elated when his marriage proposal was finally accepted by the. Bully! <laughs> Bully! Bully! God damn it! By the 19-year-old Alice Hathaway Lee. And on his 22nd birthday, October 27th, 1880, she became Roosevelt's first wife. 
Boy. They were wed on Roosevelt's. Oh, here we go. They were wed on Roosevelt's 22nd birthday, in case you didn't know from the previous sentence. Uh, October 27th, 1880. Again, in Brookline's first parish Unitarian Church. Boy. Boy. So she didn't know. I want. She learned on her wedding night about the special birthday gifts that you have to give. Maybe. I guess. I don't Blow know. jobs. Yeah. They honeymooned at Tranquility, the Roosevelt home at Oyster Bay, and subsequently moved in with Theodore's family at 6 West 57th Street in New York City. Boy. While Titty uh, attended Columbia Law School. Would you quit calling him Titty? His name is T.R. Right oh, now. Right now. changed to T.R. He's like fucking Puff Daddy. Every, yeah. <laughs> every five years he yeah, changes every, his name. You know, I believe I will go, I, I would like C.W. added to my. Here, introduction. Introduction. All right, I'll work on that. People call me C.W. from All time right. to time. So so Titty attended Columbia Law School, uh, apprenticed with his uncle Robert Roosevelt, and began writing the, and began writing the Naval War of 1812. Alice seamlessly joined in life with her husband's mother and siblings. Bullet. Theodore and Alice later moved to New York City. New York City? To live with his <laughs> widowed mother, Martha Mitty Bullock. Mitty Titty. Titty Mitty. Mm-hmm. Roosevelt. Titty and Mitty. The couple were optimistic about the future and anxiously looked forward to starting a family of their own. They participated in the social world of elite New York. It was in New York where Titty would study law at Columbia University. He didn't stay long at law school. I, opting turned, I turned down Columbia. Uh, sure, you know. Opting instead to join school the... School of Broadcasting. <laughs> <laughs> Columbia House Tape Club. <laughs> you know, I, like you say, now let me tell you, you, know, you know, our listeners probably don't remember the Columbia Tape Club, but you get a, a, a different uh, album every month. Oh, yeah. But if you join for, you send them a penny, you have to tape mm-hmm. a penny onto this thing from the back of a magazine. And you got like 10. And you get 10. Well, my brother, he had he had like 15 different names he yeah. would have. And we have like 400 albums <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. I did that under a bunch of different names. Yeah, yeah, they keep sending them. Mm-hmm. They and never check. You, you're only like 14 years old. What oh, are they yeah, going to yeah. do? Sue but, you? Yeah. They keep sending you shit? Yeah, but then them. you had to start paying for them yeah. after the first month. And, yeah, you then know. you had to buy an album every but month. But it would take them like three months before they would ever catch up yeah, yeah, to yeah. you that you weren't going to pay. And they'd say, you know, dear Mr. Walters. Or I can't whatever. believe they're not in business anymore. Bully! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so anyway, he opted to join the New York State Assembly as a representative for New York City. Don't you have to get elected? Becoming the youngest to serve in that position. I mean, I... I, I don't know. I would elect to serve in the Ohio State Legislature, but I don't think it's up to me. Well, maybe at that time you just got appointed. Bully. Okay. Colonel? Not, not, long Bully! After, not long after Roosevelt was speeding through various public service positions, including Captain of the National Guard... We thank you for your service, and minority leader of the New York Assembly. Meanwhile, the newlyweds spent all their free time together. They were young and very much in love. It sounds was, like a very and she was ha- captive. Yeah, it sounds like a very uh, happy relationship. They toured Europe. Were they like a band? They toured Europe for five months in 1881. Upon their return, Titty ran successfully for state assembly, assemblyman on the Republican ticket. In October of 1882, the Roosevelts occupied their own home at 55 West 45th Street. That winter, Alice moved 
to Theodore's Albany boarding house and learned about Empire State politics. In the summer of 1883, Alice became pregnant, planning for a large family. Morning! Theodore and Alice purchased land near Tranquility, New York, on which to erect <laughs> Lee home. Bully erect. Yeah, they was gonna. He was a like, large rambling house. Yeah, he was building this house in her name as and gonna name it after her. Okay. Theodore went west to the Dakota Territory to hunt bison in September of 1883. Bully. Have you ever hunted bison, Colonel? And bought <laughs> one time we was. Oh looking at God a bunch damn it! Of, <laughs> we never let Renee off the hook on this one because she called him Beeson. Oh, uh, Beeson. <laughs> Beeson, yeah. I don't know why that's. We call that a, a Reneeism because she gets words wrong from time to time. I had a boss that would call it a uh, quesadilla. Quesadilla. Yeah, yeah, those are good. Those yeah. are good. <laughs> Delicious. Did them at Chipolate. With yeah. the tortillas in the, tortillas. In the cheese. Yeah, they did yeah. tortillas too. I like they the tortillas. They sell them at Chipolate. Quesadillas. <laughs> Chipolate. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so Theodore goes to the Dakota Territory to hunt bison in September of 1883, and he buys the Maltese Cross Ranch. Where the hell, what's he doing with all this property? Does he think he's going to live there? Yeah, he's, he's, they're loaded. Later that fall, as her pregnancy progressed, Alice returned to her mother-in-law's house in New York City, in part New because York City. New York Roosevelt City. was frequently in Albany. 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 Damn, Upstate right, New York. I've heard it both ways. Cocksucker. Probably done it both ways. Oh, they've really done it. <laughs> <laughs> done it all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was there over the weekend. Of, that was a good one, Timmy. <laughs> you can't see me and Timmy fist bumped, but that was a good fisting? one. Fisting? No, nobody can see you two fisting. <laughs> Perfect. He was there over the weekend of February 9th. And then wait, wait, we're coming up to a very tragic event. So well, try then shut your hole and so let me get so through so it. Try to, I want you to bring this to life. I want you to reach down deep. In your diaphragm and bring this to life. Okay, I'm not, whatever, get, I'm not reaching my diaphragm. Whatever, whatever, whatever feelings you got in your core, and I know you're shallow, um, but whatever, yeah. you know, I mean, try bring, to bring this to life. Feel okay. the pain. Try to pretend uh, to be human. Yeah. All right. Yeah, just pretend. Like, just pretend. Like it's a, uh, think of a, think of it as a, pretend like a puppy. Ow! Pretend you have a soul. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, that's tough to do. He was there over the weekend of February 9th through 11th. As he left again for the legislature, his mother became ill, and Alice's mother arrived. On the evening of February 12th, 1884, Alice gave birth to a vigorous eight and three-quarter pound daughter. A telegram arrived announcing the birth of his first child, a healthy baby girl. So what would he say, Colonel? <clears throat> bole, bole! A time, bole, bole! A time for celebration bole, bole. Minute, of a beautiful minute, new minute. life and a bright, happy future Things suddenly turned right ugly and dark ah! when another telegram arrived the following day. This time an urgent message requesting Roosevelt hurry back to New York City. New York, York City. City? His mother, Mitty, and his wife were both deathly ill, dying at the Roosevelt family home. Uh. Roosevelt had known of his mother's grave illness, but it was a shocking blow to hear the news of his wife's rapid decline after giving birth. Without delay, Roosevelt fought terrible weather to reach his wife's bedside where she lay after slipping into a coma. Suffering from what it was known as Bright's disease, a kidney disorder likely hidden from detection during her ninth month of pregnancy. Alice and Mitty were in opposite areas of the house, and Roosevelt could not be with both women at the same time. 
but he was with his mother when she succumbed to the feverish illness of typhoid. She was only 49 years old. Within hours of his mother's death, Roosevelt watched in horror as his beloved wife took her last breath. Alice languished for several hours while her husband held her, dying the afternoon of February 14, 1884. Valentine's Day. Mm-hmm. That's some fucked up stuff. Right? Alice was only, day. yes it was, Alice was only 22 years old. Damn. At the age of 25, Theodore Roosevelt was now a father and a widower. And an orphan. The diary entry of Theodore Roosevelt, dated Thursday, February 14, 1884, was marked with a large black X on the top of the page with a brief uh, statement of immense grief. The grieving Theodore wrote a private memorial and tribute about Alice. And Chuck is going to read that in a serious voice. She was beautiful in face and form and lovelier still in spirit. As a flower she grew and as a fair young flower she died. Her life has always been in the sunshine. There had never come to her a single great sorrow and none ever knew her who did not live and revere her for her bright sunny temper and her saintly unselfishness. Fair, pure, and joyous as a maiden, loving, tender, and happy as a young wife, when she had just become a mother, when her life seemed to have just begun, and when the years seemed so bright before her, then, by a strange and terrible fate, death came to her. And when my heart's dearest died, the light went from my life forever. That was a beautiful, beautiful tribute to his young bride. Yeah, that was also uh, quoted by Richard Nixon the day he resigned. He quoted, you know, he was talking about ups Mm. and downs, and he quoted. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he did do that. Doesn't seem very appropriate. Well, no, he was was like, like, you think this is a bad day, shit? Yeah, kind of, kind of, yeah. And that was all he wrote then or ever. He yeah, blotted yeah. Alice out of his life, never even mentioning her in his autobiography. It was simply too painful for him to remember the joy and light that he and Alice had enjoyed together. A double Roosevelt funeral was held at the Fifth Avenue Presbyterian Church a couple days later. Roosevelt had his daughter christened with her, with her mother's namesake, Alice Lee Roosevelt, the following day. Did he get a bogo? I don't know. Uh, however, Roosevelt could not bear to call her Alice and instead referred to her as Baby Lee. Immedi- Bo- Bogo is buy one, get one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Continue, Brandon. It's like it's, it's like a shoe day. carnival when you get a pair of shoes. And a double funeral. Get no, 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 no. I got it. Okay. I just ignored it. Okay, continue, Brandon. Buy one, get one. I mean, if you're going to have two funerals, you ought to get a deal. He has enough money. He doesn't need that shit. Uh, let's see. Uh, but his job as an assemblyman soon came to an end. Unable to be idle, he retreated to the great outdoors of and a strenuous life on his ranch in the North Dakota Badlands. There he lived as a cowboy and cattle rancher, leaving his infant daughter in the care of his elder sister. Yeah, he would always be distant from his daughter. Well. Uh, she rem- felt she reminded him of. Well, that's not her fault. Well, I know, but. Uh, in solitude, away from his family and bit. politics, he continued his passion for writing that he'd begun in college. I got to do sad bully. No, bully. No, Already a published author, Roosevelt wasted no time and immediately delved into his first Western book, Hunting Trips, Hunting Trips of a Ranch Man. You've read that, haven't you, Carl? Published in 1885. Mm-hmm. That's not a bad book. Uh, I mean, it's a little, little, little wordy, but bully. You should but be, you should be used to that. 
I have always said that I would not have been president had it not been for my experience in North Dakota. Returning to political life in 1886, Roosevelt was defeated for the New York City mayorship. Around the same time, he married his no, second same. wife, Edith Kermit. Oh. <laughs> Caro. Kermit Caro? They name his Edith uh, Kermit Caro. They name his one of his um, sons Kermit. The frog. Uh, whom he'd known as a child. They had watched the funeral procession of Abraham Lincoln from a window in his grandfather's house on Union Square in New York City. Yeah, there's a uh, photo of that. Of uh, You can see. Yeah, but imagine being that woman. Like, I would never, I wouldn't marry him after Alice because mm. he'll never love you as much. He'll mm. never, you know. Yeah. Well, they had a long life together. Well, but still. Um, Rose- Roosevelt soon resumed his career trajectory, first as a civil service commissioner, then as a New York City police commissioner, and the assistant U.S. Navy Secretary under President William McKinley. Taking a keen interest in the Spanish-American War, Roosevelt left his government post to organize a volunteer cavalry known as the Rough Riders. Bullet! Bullet, bullet! Which he led on a bold charge up San Juan Hill in the Battle of San Juan Heights in 1898. You know, and he will receive, and uh, we'll get to this later, but he'll receive the Congressional Medal of Honor for that in like 2001. But he was really, and we'll get to it later. Yeah, but it's really he was really reckless. I read, I read this um, description of he was like on a horse when they get ready to charge up the hill, and one of his his soldiers, one of his men, Rough Riders, was crouched down, and he demanded that the guy was crouched down. He says, "I'm on a horse, you know, stand up, be a man." The guy stands up and gets his head. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a move. Roosevelt was elected governor uh, governor of New York in 1898. Roosevelt's progressive policies in New York ran him afoul of his own party. Foul. Afoul. So Republican party bosses plotted to quiet him by naming him on the McKinley ticket in the thankless post of vice president. Yeah, you want to get rid of somebody back in, you make him vice president because then then it wasn't like it. Now it's like it puts you in the spotlight and, you know, you're like the um, heir apparent. But back then, the vice presidency, pretty much he was a uh, dead-end job. However, after his re-election in 1901, President McKinley was assassinated. Yeah. At age 42, Theodore Teddy Roosevelt became the youngest man to assume the U.S. presidency. Roosevelt's presidency is distinguished by his dedication to prosecuting monopolies under the Sherman Antitrust Act. Out of this commitment grew a benchmark of his first term, the Square Deal, a domestic program that embraced, ref- that I'm sorry, embraced reform of the American workplace, government regulation of industry and consumer protection, with the overall aim of helping all classes of people. Roosevelt's charismatic personality and impassioned combination of pounding fists, bullet, <clears throat> emphatic, bullet, and emphatic rhetoric, undoubtedly helped in pushing his agenda. Well, he shot Broly. You just do whatever the man says. In 1905, well, Teddy Roosevelt walked his niece, Eleanor Roosevelt, down the aisle. Theodore's brother, Elliot, had she died. She was not in an attractive woman, uh, Colonel. She was, she was not even as good looking as Camilla Parker Bowles. You ready? Yeah. Good. All right, so he walks his niece, Eleanor, down the aisle. She was a lesbian, too, wasn't she? Uh, she During had a, the wet, uh, I think she had a relationship with another woman. Uh, so she married her fifth cousin once removed, Frank, Franklin D. Roosevelt. Oh, that's FDR. Not a good, 
around the same time, believing that America needed to take its rightful place on the world stage, Roosevelt initiated a massive public relations effort. Engaging his unofficial policy of speak softly and carry a big stick, Roosevelt, <clears throat> Roosevelt bulked up the U.S. Navy and created the Great White Fleet, sending it on world tour as a testament to U.S. military power. He also helped expedite completion of the Panama Canal by providing tact approval of the Panama Revolution with uh, funds. Yeah, so what they did there, and Panama, was, pa- Panama was part of Colombia. Yeah. And yeah. they tried to buy Colombia to create the uh, – they tried to buy uh, the part of Colombia where Panama is to build a canal. Colombia wouldn't go for it. So instead of – instead of giving up they just created a revolution and funded a revolution and that founded the uh, nation of Panama and uh, that government because of our support allowed us to build the Panama Canal. President Roosevelt was awarded the Nobel Peace Prize in 1906 for his role in negotiating the end of the Russo-Japanese War. Roosevelt believed that if Japan had devastated Russia it would lead to an imbalance of power in the Pacific one that the United States would eventually have to realign, but at a, disa- a disastrous cost. And who was the uh, head of Russia at the time? Colonel Bully! Colonel, who was the head of Russia at the time of the Russo-Japanese War? Uh, the Tsar. Yes, Nicholas. 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 Roosevelt's international stance was the, whatever, what, impetus? Impetus. 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 Impetent. I know, <laughs> I know what impotent is. Impetus. All right. For impotent. the Roosevelt. It's like the uh, thing that drives It's you. like the thing that makes it happen. Um, Inspires you. Makes it overcome inertia. Well, I used inertia. For the Roosevelt corollary that. to the Monroe <laughs> Doctrine, which claims the right to intervene in cases of wrongdoing by a Latin American or any other nation. Though some critics assert that the doctrine designates the United States as the policeman of the Western world. While it is true Theodore Roosevelt uh, supported desegregation and women's suffrage, his administration took an often passive, sometimes contradictory approach to improving civil rights. Yeah, so he has a mixed record. He defended many cocks. Hmm. He defended many cocks? Who experienced racial discrimination in the South while working as a postmaster and strongly supported a women's right to vote in 1912. Roosevelt was also the first president to entertain an African-American, Booker T. Washington, as a guest at the White House. However, the political ba- backlash from the event was so severe, he never invited Washington back again. Yeah, it was a, it was a big thing at the time mm-hmm. for the bl- first uh, African-American to have dinner at the White House. Took a lot of balls for him to do it. Yeah, but he, he never did it he again. He paid a price for it. Though. Yeah, politically. One of Roosevelt's less admirable actions— He made actions, his point, though. Mm-hmm. One of Roosevelt's less admirable actions regarding civil rights occurred in 1906. The War Department Inspector General had investigated an incident in Brownsville, Texas, involving black troops who had been accused of, sh- of a shooting rampage that left one white person dead and another wounded. The Inspector General's report recommended the president dismiss the soldiers because none would confess. Okay, so he kind of had a mix. Roosevelt up. waited until after the November elections, after hundreds. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hundreds of thousands of blacks cast their votes for Republican candidates across the North, then dismissed all 167 black soldiers from the service. That none was a of, dick move. None of them will receive their pensions. Yeah, that's what a dick move. Roosevelt has also been deemed the country's first environmentalist president. In 1906, he signed the National Monuments Act, protecting sites like the Grand Canyon and preserving countless wildlife sanctuaries, national forests, and federal game reserves. He also made headway with the nation's infrastructure, instigating 21 federal irrigation projects. Could you imagine what kind of bungee jumping you could do in the Grand Canyon if they didn't uh, designate it as national uh, treasure? Mm Mm-hmm. It'd be cool. The presidential mansion officially became known as the White House when Roosevelt had the name emblazoned on his stationery. He hired the most illustrious architects of the time, McKim, Mead, and White, to to renovate the decrepit mansion. During his presidential term, the White House served as as a lively playground for the Roosevelt's six children, due in no small part to the president's passion for sports and books. Each room of the home was enlivened with activity from crawl space to library. Giving the pony a ride in the elevator was but one of many stunts <laughs> of the Theodore Roosevelt the White House. According to memoirs According to memoirs published in 1934 <laughs> Uncle by Teddy, I Cooper. Edith According to memoirs published in 1934 by Ike Hoover, the White House the White House's chief usher. Teddy Roosevelt's relationship with his older daughter Older daughter Alice, oldest daughter Alice, would remain strained most of his life. There had been speculation that he somehow blamed his daughter for his first wife's death. In reality, though, his daughter was a constant reminder of his mother. Despite all of his accomplishments and large new family, Teddy could not shake the grief that would remain with him until he died. Alice's relationship was always strained with both her father and stepmother. Despite their turbulent relationship and Edith's demanding personality, Alice was well cared for so much so that when Alice developed a mild form of polio and the legs in one and the muscles in one leg started to grow shorter than the other leg it was Edith's nightly mini 
ministrations and physical therapy. Ministrations. Nope, that's ministrations. Not what it says here. Ministrations. Okay. It's when you no, I understand minister. What it is. Basically, that's where the word ministry comes from—to serve other people. I'm glad we have you on podcast, Colonel, because you bring light to so many of these uh, areas in which uh, she is a dim. She, well, I don't want to say she's dim. I wouldn't be right. <laughs> <laughs> well, clearly, she didn't blow her English, Professor Timmy. Continue, Brandy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fuckers. She took, she just took the D. Uh, it spared Alice any further disability or after effects. In an age defined by social co- conformity, Alice always bucked the system and the public adored her for it. Conformity is she one smoked like cigarettes in public, rode unchaperoned right. in cars with men, partied late into the you night, engaged in voodoo, like. wait, wait, wait. and was seen placing bets with a bookie. Hold All right, on. read this Hold again. She even had a pet slower. snake in the White House. Oh, 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 During her father's presidency, <laughs> Alice created scandal after scandal, defining social norms. Let's read that, read that part again. We want to see who this sounds like. Yeah, it reminds me of somebody. It's like it's right on the tip of my Yeah, yeah. Who is it now? Could you just read that last part again? What she was doing and what she describe her again alice the daughter of youngest she was doing voodoo she was creating scandal smoking smoking marijuana i need to read it fuck tart over here's got it please please read alice smoked cigarettes in public (laughs) rode unchaperoned in cars with men partied late into the night engaged in voodoo and was seen placing bets with a bookie yeah it's brandy. It's, it is the devil. It is. It's your it's your spirit animal there. She is. Bully. Bully. Uh, Alice's devil. Head, Alice's headstrong and unabashed personality once led her father to famously quip to his friend, "I can either run the country or I can attend to Alice, but I cannot possibly do both." Oh man, that's that's too tea. When her father assumed the presidency, Alice became an instant celebrity and fashion icon. So much so that. It, a particular shade of blue became known as Princess Alice Blue. Yeah, she was. Uh, so she got in. She was in the tabloids quite a bit. Yeah, but they much, loved her much like yourself, Randy. No, oh, sure. yeah, you were in the tabloids. Now, quick to recognize the value of such celebrity, mm-hmm. President Roosevelt sent Alice on the infamous Imperial Cruise. Oh, it's infamous. Oh, it's infamous. All right. Ole. She made it infamous. Billed as the largest diplomatic mission in U.S. history, the junket's participants, Secretary of War William Howard Taft, Alice's, and Alice's future husband Nicholas Longworth, and Longworth, t- who Longworth Hall down here is yep, named yep, after, yep. twenty-two other congressmen, seven senators, and various diplomats and government officials. Alice made headlines at every stop of the journey. Imagine that. She was photographed attending sumo wrestling matches, having tea with the Mihai Emperor in Japan, and Empress Dowager Sixi of the Qing Dynasty of China. Can skinny people be sumo wrestlers? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, you, you, you got to wear the big diaper, but you still can do it. She even jumped fully clothed into the ship's pool, mm. coaxed Scandals. a congressman to join her. Mm. The press reported her extravagant purchases of Chinese silk and a pearl necklace given to her by the Cuban government. Now, I'm not really sure if that's actual pearls or, you know, a metaphor for something else. I don't think that's legal. Yeah, I know. Alice married Congressman Nicholas Longworth of... Ohio. Cincinnati, Ohio. Mm -hmm. A man 14 years her senior. 
What do you think about that, Brandy? Good for her. You don't think that's gross? And yet, when you complain about my dates? Yeah. Double no, standard? I say good for her. I say when Timmy dates somebody that's in his age appropriate 25, range. 25, 26. Bullet! Bullet! Bullet for Timmy. Thank you, Colonel. So she marries this guy, but it was a mismatched and awkward marriage that led both to seek emotional and carnal solace with other people. That means they fucked someone else. They did. Mm -hmm. They did. Carnal is of the sexual nature. Yeah, Brandy. It's generally accepted. I don't know who you all are explaining shit to. We're mansplaining. We're mansplaining to you. Yeah, I don't know why you're doing it. And there's a reason, and and I know this is not going to be popular with our listeners. Our female listeners. Our female listeners. But there's a reason it's called mansplaining, because sometimes you don't know shit. Okay? Now, Logan wrecked his car, okay, Timmy? Uh Uh-huh. Oh, good. We're going to get a story. And Renee... Logan's car is a Honda. I've been wishing upon a star for that. It does not have an axle, the rear axle. It's got a four, you know, independent suspension. And he wasn't going very fast, and he spun, and he hit the curb, and it bent one of the suspension bars. And Renee's telling me he must have been going really fast to bend one of those. I said, well, do you, do you, what, tell me exactly, Renee, what your knowledge of suspensions is. What kind of suspension does he have in that car? I don't know. I said, well, what, what kind of axle does he have in there? Mm. I don't know, but it's steel. It's got to be strong. I said, well, he doesn't have any axle in there, Renee. See, that's the thing. So you had to do some man's You're standing here arguing me, with me. You have absolutely no knowledge base of the subject we're talking about, yeah. but you are arguing with me. Women do that. They do. So I said, sit your ass down and let me take care of this. See, Brandy, he's just trying to help you. He's not saying that you're different than any other woman. He's just saying he's trying to, you know. Just trying to be helpful. Breaking it down for you. Bre- mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, giving you the word. Bully! Perfect. So it's generally accepted that Alice had a long and ongoing affair with Senator William Burrow mm. of Ohio that produced Alice's daughter, Paulina Longworth. That's scandalous, Brandy. Ooh, wee. What do you yeah. think about that, Brandy? Your thoughts? Good for her. Not good for her. She was... She's banging a senator. Is she married? Good for her. No, she was married. She's married to a congressman. She's banging a senator. Oh, see, that that's a the double president. standard. Yeah. That's bicarmalism. <laughs> and you know what? He was he was the damn Democrat. Yeah. You uh, know? I mean, that's the worst part of this yeah. whole thing. Maybe she wasn't... She, well, she was... No. I mean, they had a mixed baby. She's she's a progressive, and he's a Democrat. But he, it's just a mixed baby. It's yeah, it's mixed. All right, continue, Colonel. Now, when Teddy Roosevelt left office in nineteen oh nine, I like that, Colonel. I like that ought. Every time it, you use ought, I missed the whole ought thing. I did. Uh, we but, missed it for ten years, Tim. Years we could have used the ought, <laughs> yeah, and we didn't do it. He but felt, now we regret it because you know what? We won't be around the next time the odds come around. No, but we'll do more more, more podcasts with the odds in. Okay. Them, just I love so the we odds. can do that. You like odds, Brandy? I don't care. He felt assured that do he was. Do you feel that she's engaged in this podcast? She's about engaged in this podcast as she is with 2 a.m. Wednesday night sex with Dave. <laughs> That's about how engaged she is. How do you know? Hmm? How would you know? Me and Dave talk. No, you don't. We, yeah, we do. We, we, he, we, he's got Periscope. 
<laughs> plus, plus I got cameras. Jesus. <laughs> plus I look in your windows. Mm. <laughs> that would explain a lot. Because I know how engaged women are. I mean, if, if, if you've been married for any length of time, there comes a time where the man... They're, they're melting it in, is that what you're saying? <laughs> yeah, the man will wake up at 2 o'clock in, in the morning feeling very passionate. Mm. And, you know, you because kinda, that's the mid-morning uh, wood. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the women don't like, respect that. Do you respect they don't the morning, appreciate morning it. wood? I don't give they a damn about And you could wood. cut diamonds with the son of a bitch. It's like, come on, baby. I got one here just you, you, waiting. You, it's a gift from God to them. Well, you know what it is? It's like, hey, the orange is right here and it's ripe. Grab it before it goes bad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, don't That's, wait. Don't waste this, son bitch. Right. You know, so. And they don't appreciate it. They don't know. They, oh, they do not appreciate it, Timmy. They do not often appreciate it. So you wake them up anyway. <laughs> they say, bully. Bully, woman, bully, bully. So you wake them up mm-hmm. and they're like, Okay, hurry up. Now, the one thing you don't ever want to say to a man, if you have a man with premature ejaculation issues, when he starts to do it, just tell him, hurry up. Because it'll take him about four you know, hours. In after my that. mind, there's never no such thing as premature ejaculation. <laughs> well, whenever it happens, it happens. As I say, it's like the Kentucky Derby. The first one across the finish line wins. Yeah. You know, that's what are your I thoughts on that, Brandy? You two are idiots. <laughs> <laughs> Not engaged. So I'm you know, I'm as engaged as I can possibly be in this fucked up conversation. So they peel off the minimal amount of clothes that they could peel off. Right. You know. Yeah, they hike up their skirts. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Night night uh, nightgown. Yeah, yeah, they don't even take it. They don't even strip down. They no, just whatever. It, it's like go, oh, don't it's, even pull the underwear all the way off. No, it is down to their knees. It's kind of like oh, hurry it, up. It's like getting an oil change or something. It's like, yeah. how long is this going to take me, you know? Like Jiffy Lube. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so you, you and, and then that's the level of engagement I feel from you. Typically, that was when you're doing the longest, most convoluted bullshit analogy story ever. But it was accurate. It yeah. was. You, you can't, you, if you, you could you make ar- it through that story, you argue maybe. That it's accurate. I'm not going to argue with him at all because I'll just make him talk. So carry on. I'm just saying, if you no, were just, just <clears throat> yammering, while you was, you're while just you was yammering. Doing your part. Can, can can I ask a question? Serious question, Brandy. When you and Dave are having relations, you cannot ask me that question. Do you play Candy Crush? <laughs> yeah, that? I mean, are you watching Sports Center? What are you doing? I mean, watching a Lifetime movie there. Or it's like oh 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 oh. Checking out your net. And Dave's queue. think yeah, Dave's thinking everything's going good, and she's yeah. like oh no she oh no she didn't. Oh, 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 no, she didn't. Oh, 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 no, she He's didn't. Walking, you know. watching The Walking Dead or something. Yeah. I mean, could you? Be a hell of a lot more entertaining than this conversation. Is there any way? And, and I'm trying to sleep. I'm trying to think. Short Are of, you? Are you sure? <laughs> I'm curious. <laughs> because I don't think that that comes into play at any point in time that you're trying to think. Now you're just a lying motherfucker. I'm just wondering, short of being... Unconscious or dead, could you be less engaged? Right now, no. I mean, Timmy has brought this painful thing to us. I mean, this thing has just reached into my heart and it's, tore it's, my I, soul out. Has it touched you, Colonel? Oh, yeah, it's touched me. I mean, this song or He's this, touched this himself. movie? This story. This story, Timmy, uh, it, it, it makes me want to touch myself. Yeah. <laughs> but yet, Brandy. 
She's disengaged. She's over there. I, she's she has in, no heart. She has no soul. No, she's she's eating a piece of candy, playing Candy Crush. I don't I know don't what she's understand. doing. I don't understand how you can be so heartless that this story doesn't touch you. When they cr- You I know mean, what? It might have touched me until this just fountain of bullshit just came. Well, I, all I'm saying is if we're going to be a threesome. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> Metaphorically. Metaphorically. Not even. <laughs> you know, <laughs> Timmy has had prostitutes that have shown far more enthusiasm than you. Oh, because yeah. he hasn't talked to him as much as you just sat here and talked to me. You want to give me $5? I will act like I'm interested. You well, owe it to our listeners. Yeah. Some of these people, these people invest their time. Can't you invest a little bit of your soul? They work hard all day, just want to relax and listen to the podcast. And you cannot bring it to yourself to give it all you've got to bring this podcast to life. Can I, listeners, I apologize. I can only control what I do. Um, I can't control what to do. Can you? Because it appears that you have developed Tourette's. It appears that you have actually developed fucking Tourette's. Because you have not paused to take a fucking breath from yammering on and on and on for goddamn five motherfucking minutes. I think it's longer, actually. Yeah. So you know what? You can sit and starve to death, Tim, because you're encouraging his ass, and you're the one who's not had lunch. Uh, I I would say now that she's engaged. (laughs) You asked for it. Continue with the story, Colonel. Don't let her disrupt you. For the love of God, continue with the fucking story. You got two goddamn pages, and we're on hour three of you talking. Two pages. You seem seem a little upset, devil. Are you okay? Christ. Are you okay? Eat eat that piece of chocolate. Give it ten minutes. Seriously, is, is is it that? time is it that time for is you it your visitor is it your visitor you know what Monthly i usually got to put on my google calendar and it didn't pop up so i'm sure that's not the only thing it's not popped up pretty <laughs> lately okay let's now that we have your attention let's resume this story i, I would like to Fucking i mean it's, it's really inconsiderate of her taking us so far off track yeah i mean if you could just participate. You know, the one thing that people depend on us to do, if nothing else, is to stay with the script. Yeah, yeah stay on track. Stay, stay on track. track yeah. and, 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 and no bantering, nothing. It's educate just, them. Educate them. Educate exactly. Them. And Teach then them you got her new. coming in being all rude. Yeah. Getting just, all up in your face. <laughs> exactly. Swinging at me over here. Mm-hmm. Knocking my bottle of water off the table. I don't know what Apologize, about. Brandy. Seriously. You, no. owe him, you owe him an apology. I don't. I think you'll even pull well, it I've been nothing but kind to you. You know, you ever heard the words cold day in hell? <laughs> <laughs> I think that means she's not going to apologize. Well, you know what? We've, we've grown used to her peccadillos. So we'll My peccadillos? <laughs> Did you just use the word peccadillos, Tim? Did you just use the fucking word peccadillos? Jesus fucking Christ. Pecker dildos. Continue, Colonel. Continue it's like playing with the story. cards with my sister's kids. Would you mind if I continued with the story? I wish a motherfucker would continue <laughs> with the story. What's about the President of the United States? But have some respect for Christ's sake. Teddy Roosevelt. Lovely wife dies. His daughter's growing up. Teddy's yeah. wife died. We got it. It's sad. Go ahead. Oh, for fuck's sake. The girl died and his, his wife died and his old. mother died. 
She just had a kid. It yeah. was a long time ago. I turned the page. Jesus Christ, you are heartless, mother. Okay. So let me get back to the story because it's intriguing, and Timmy has really written a fine script. Is it script. intriguing? I, mean, I wouldn't know. Timmy has painted a Monet here for us. I wouldn't know. I'm on that. <laughs> I'm on that. <laughs> there you yeah. go. So having enjoyed his travels in Europe and Middle East, now remember Alice is going about Europe just banging everybody, having illegitimate babies and whatnot. I don't think that's what she happened. Was a, but she, okay. was, she was a loose cannon. She, yeah, she was a loose cannon and a loose woman. She was. Um, <laughs> what was Bill Clinton's brother's name? Oh, no, Jimmy Carter's Billy brother. Carter. Uh, Billy, Billy Carter. Billy Carter. Yeah. yeah. She, um, Billy Beer. She enjoyed more. Tra he, he enjoyed his travels in Europe and the Middle East with his family as a young boy, as well as his uh, two years as a rancher in the Dakotas and countless hunting trips. It seemed only logical that Roosevelt's next move will be embarking on an African safari. Yeah, this is post-presidency. Yeah. Restless in 1912, Teddy went to Africa. After two years of collecting specimens, <laughs> much like you did in college, devil. Oh, my God. Speaking <laughs> engagements and traveling. That's pretty good, yeah. <laughs> including as the special ambassador to England for the funeral of King Edward VII. Roosevelt, they sent him over when the, when the king died, they sent Roosevelt. I wonder if any relatives of Camellia Parker Bowles were in attendance. She but was probably in attendance. Roosevelt became disgruntled with Taft's weak enforcement of progressive policies and his lack of engagement. Yeah. And he decided not like Brandy then. to make another run for the presidency. To do so, though, meant launching a third-party initiative as Taft was running on the Republican Party ticket, so Roosevelt formed the Progressive Party, also known as the Bull Moose Party. Bull Moose. Who and began the, campaigning for the 1912 election. Moose who, and who squirrel. Who was the Democrat, Colonel? Huh? Who was the Democrat? Don't know, do you? I do not know. Woodrow Wilson. Oh, that's right. Wilson was. I don't like he knew that. I did know that. I don't know. Clearly I mean, you I, did not. I, no, because I'm coming up to the most badass part of Clearly any president we ever had. Well, this is who we need as president today. All right, what happens, Colonel? Because we talk about presidents and politicians being, you know, tough. Uh -huh. Tough. And I ain't never met anybody in my lifetime that could last five minutes with me in the parking lot of a bar. They ain't tough. Any some bitch. But I, you're you're implying that you. I are. think Obama might be able to okay. take. You're me, implying that you're tough and you've got like. I'm tougher than no some bitch. But what happened well, to Teddy then? You've got lady hands this, and mom jeans. I'd, yeah, they kind of like lady hands. They're not lady mom jeans. What's it? These are Levi's in the black. How are those mom jeans? Ain't no mom wearing these. Ain't them wet. They ain't wearing them like I am. Oh no, they ain't. They don't fill them out like he does. Mm -mm, mm -mm. What? Unzipped, pulled up to his nipples. <laughs> You're right. Now listen to this. This is tough, goddammit. Yeah, this uh, is tough. This is, this is an interesting part. I doubt He's it. delivering a speech on a campaign trail in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and he got shot in the chest. Well, he kept it moving. By John Schrank. Shockingly, Teddy continued his speech for 90 minutes before seeing a doctor. Yeah, you gotta keep that shit moving. He just said, that's one of the hazards of the business. That's, he's right. Because remember, he became president because McKinley got killed. Right. He, he said, no, nah, I ain't going to beat that like that pussy McKinley. McKinley yeah, got killed be. in Buffalo. Mm -hmm. Now, afterwards, probes, mm -hmm. and you know a little bit about that, devil, and an x-ray showed that the bullet had lodged in his chest muscle. 
but did not penetrate the pleura. Now, the pleura. Have you ever pleura penetrated, Brandy? No, I'm good. I have actually had my pleura I penetrated. I wish somebody Timmy. would penetrate my pleura now. <laughs> I have had. Uh, of course you have. I, I broke three ribs one time. Uh-huh. Did your mom do it on the kitchen table? <laughs> Before she died of the cancer. Right. <clears throat> it's a true story. I broke three ribs. Of course ribs. it is. I went to the hospital. They told me that I have uh, very serious contusions, but nothing mm-hmm. was broken. That means bruises, by the way. Yeah, bruises, devil. Um, so anyway, I, I have these three broken ribs. Me and Renee and I are sitting next to you. Getting close to me, devil, and it's scaring me. It's making me uncomfortable. You're concerned. You're giving him calls. Paul's so, concerned. Anyway, I got these three broken ribs. The hospital tells me I'm okay, but you know I got a I got a broken bone in my hand, and. Uh, I'm okay. So the, two days later, we're pulling into the store, and I, uh, I cough. You know, one of those coughs mm-hmm. you, you just can't control. They come out of nowhere. Did they hold your balls while you coughed? No, I was in he a car. He held his own was, balls. Uh, yeah, I, am, I had my hand on my balls at the time. But truly, I coughed, and I couldn't cover my mouth. And when I coughed, I just spit blood all over the steering oh, wheel. It's like you had the consumption. Yeah. And I said to Renee, I said, I don't, I don't know what that is, but it can't be a good thing. She's invading so, your personal space as you speak. Yeah, she is, but that does not bother me. I'll get over it. Not today. You don't pinch Max. me, devil. I'm, so, He's come up to the climax. Yeah, oh, my God. I'm about to well, get on here, with devil? it. He's so about anyway. The, he's about the climax. Here. Can we get on with I it? Went to the doc, I went to the emergency room, oh, I uh, but I went to a different over. emergency room. You know what? Here's the thing. He lived. <laughs> my my One of my ribs was actually poking. Your lungs have this jelly-like membrane around them called the pleurus uh-huh. hence the term pleurisy if that gets inflamed it's very painful and there's more of one like of them. the story there, there's two of them that makes them plural yeah so <laughs> one of mine that, one of mine was being poked by my rib and it was bleeding and it was bleeding into my lung and i was coughing up blood and they taped my ribs Did you live? in a very painful way he was brain dead <laughs> i actually timmy I, I had a softball tournament that uh, two days later, and I played five games. Really? I did, yeah. Brain dead. So, Renee can verify that story. So anyway. I'm sure she'll be excited to. But they decided to leave this bullet in place. It was in his chest muscle, and he carried the bullet for, with him in the rest of his life. What do you think about that, Brandy? It's amazing. Now, because of the bullet wound, Roosevelt was taken off the campaign trail in the final weeks of the race, which ended on Election Day, November 5. Though the other two campaigns stopped their own campaigns, Roosevelt was in the hospital. They resumed it once he was released. The bullet lodged in his chest, exacerbated, that means made worse, devil. Um, Like you talking? His rheumatoid arthritis and prevented him from doing his daily stint of exercises. Oh, he probably had a big medicine ball that he tossed around. Roosevelt soon became obese. Now, Roosevelt lost to Woodrow Wilson in 1912 election in a rather close popular vote. He considered running again in 1916, winning the progressive nomination, but bowed out in favor of Republican Party nominee Charles Hughes, who obviously (laughs) did not win. That's a bad choice there, wasn't it? Yeah, it it was. His, His political aspirations, however, would soon prove to be far from over. In 1914, when the war broke out in Europe, Roosevelt became frustrated with Wilson's stance on neutrality. Yeah, he was, a, he was a war hawk. Oh, yeah, he wanted to go to war. He like criticized the president's policy. 
When we finally declared war, Roosevelt said it's about goddamn time, and he requested permission to head a volunteer division for service in France in World War I, but Wilson and the Secretary of War said, no, you don't. So Roosevelt was proud of all four, that all four of his sons enlisted for service in World War I, but brokenhearted when his youngest son, Quentin, was shot and killed in Germany. What does he think Another happens shame. in war? His uh, old son won the Congressional Medal of Honor, too, and he, he was like in, he was, yeah. like, uh, he he was in the D-Day invasion. Mm-hmm. He was like 50 years old. He was he very died. old, yeah. He died there. He didn't get killed at D-Day, but he had like a heart attack or a stroke mm-hmm. or something after the Yeah, he after. did get the Medal of Honor for, mm-hmm. for D-Day. And, okay, so now we're back to Teddy. He led an expedition to South America in 1914. Once in South America, a new, far more ambitious goal was added to find the headwaters of the Rio Duvida. And what is that better known as, Colonel? The River of Doubt. Yeah. I just like this podcast. That'd be a great name for this podcast. The mm. Podcast of Doubt. Podcast of Doubt. And trace it north to the Madeira, thence, thence. It's pretty badass what he does here. To the Amazon River. It was later named Roosevelt River in honor of the f- former president. His crew consisted of his son, Kermit, Naturalist Colonel Rondon, George Cherry, sent by the American Museum of Natural History, a Brazilian physician, Dr. Jose Antonio Caziera, and 16 skilled paddlers and porters, which is much better than having 16 unskilled paddlers. It really is. If you're going to have paddlers and porters, Brandon, it's good that they be skilled. Yeah. During the trip down the river, Roosevelt suffered a minor leg wound after he jumped into the river to try to prevent two canoes from smashing into the rocks. But it was a mere flesh wound. However, soon it gave him tropical fever, Timmy. Mm. And it resembled the malaria he had contracted in Cuba 15 years before. Because the bullet lodged in his chest from the assassination attempt was never removed, his health worsened from the infection. The weekend Roosevelt, this weekend Roosevelt so greatly that six weeks into the adventure, he had to be attended to day and night by the expedition's physician and his son Kermit. The frog. Hey, Dad, how are you doing? That did not sound like Kermit at all. By then, he could not walk because of an infection to his injured leg and an infirmity in the other, which was due to a traffic accident a decade earlier. This guy was like, he was like the first evil Knievel. Yeah. Roosevelt was riddled with chest pains, fighting a fever that soared to 103 at times that made him delirious. Now, come over here, Double. You got a fever because you seem delirious at times. I don't know if you just see. She's not engaged again. Yeah, not engaged. Not engaged. We lost her again. She. You got the ADD, Double? We can no. get you some Ritalin or some Adderall or some kind of thing. I don't to have keep ADD. You. Okay, because you seem to... Just drift off into your own little world. Yeah. Um, I mean, what did what did I just read about, Devil? Let's uh, let, just tell me what I just talked about. He got fever. He got a tropical fever. Yeah, it's pretty close. That was, like, that was like four paragraphs know, ago. But, you know. <laughs> He's getting ready to die. He's not getting ready to die. <laughs> Regarding his condition as a threat to the survival of the others, Roosevelt insisted he be left behind to allow the poorly provisioned expedition to proceed. Only an appeal by his son persuaded him to continue. He was a badass son of a bitch right there. 
Teddy lost 50 pounds on the trip. Upon his return to New York, friends and family were startled by his physical appearance and fatigue. Roosevelt wrote, perhaps prophetically, to a friend that the trip had cut his short life by 10 years. For the rest of the, his, his few remaining years, he would be plagued by flare-ups of malaria and leg of inflammation so severe as to require surgery. On the night of January 5, 1919, Roosevelt suffered breathing problems. He felt better after treatment from his physician, Dr. George Fallop, and went to bed. His last words were, please put out the light, James, to his family servant, James Amos. So he was getting ready to die. In three sentences, he was getting ready to die, but I'm getting, you're not listening. Well, it was, it was, it was, it was some time. A lot of things happened in yeah. here. Between 4 and 4.15 the next morning, Roosevelt died at his home on Sagamore Hill. A blood clot had detached from a vein and traveled to his lungs. He was a mere 60 years old, he Timmy. Young. An ardent Republican, Alice Roosevelt Longworth, remained in a public, an ardent Republican. She remained in the public eye. She side. remained, Alice Roosevelt Longworth remained in the public eye for nearly a century. An ardent relate Republican, she, she nevertheless supported John F. Kennedy. She outlived all of her brothers and sisters. She was the oldest, but she outlived, uh, there were six of them, but she outlived them all. She lived to be like 96, I think. She supported Robert Kennedy? She admitted to voting for Lyndon Johnson, and she thought Barry Goldwater was a mean little prick. Yeah, he was. Alice ardently campaigned against Franklin Roosevelt's presidential bid in 1932, and in 28 campaigned for his brother Ted's bid, her, her brother Ted's bid, for the New York State governorship. Alice and Richard Tricky Dicky Nixon formed a long-lasting relationship until, until... Nixon misquoted Theodore Roosevelt's private diary during his presidential I don't think he misquoted speech. it. I think what happened was she didn't like him using it because remember yeah. at that point he was it was you know his administration was scandal ridden because of Watergate. Yeah, she didn't like the connection. She, right, she didn't like him quoting her dad. In 1944, she compared Thomas E. Dewey to the little man in the wedding cake with a tiny dick. I did. I thought she was going to compare him to the little man in the boat. Yeah. A description that stuck in the voters' minds and indirectly contributed to his demise. His loss. His loss. Yeah. A stark contrast to the short. <laughs> yeah. A stark contrast to the short, t tragic death of a mother. Alice lived a long and fruitful life. In '55, at the age of 71, Alice fell and suffered a broken hip. Oh, and the broken hips will get you, Brandy. In '56, she was diagnosed with breast cancer, and though successfully she underwent a mastectomy. At the time, the cancer was found in other breasts, requiring a second mastectomy. Mm. After many years of ill health, Alice finally died in an embassy row house on February 20, 1980, Timmy. Yeah. At not, the 19198-odd. Yeah, not, not very long ago, Carl. At age 96, of emphysema and pneumonia, with contributory effects of a number of chronic illnesses. She is buried in Rock Creek Cemetery, Washington, D.C. She is the last surviving child of Theodore Roosevelt. In 2001, Bill Clinton posthumously awarded Theodore Roosevelt the Medal of Honor for his service during the Spanish-American War. Roosevelt's son, Theodore Jr., who had served in both World Wars, also received the Medal of Honor. 
Very good. Brandy, your final thoughts on President Theodore Roosevelt and his first wife, Alice Hathaway Lee. Amazing. You have no thoughts? She, she didn't I, listen I, to the goddamn story. How she's going to have any I thoughts have, about it? I have no thoughts. Chuck has emptied my mind of all thoughts. You don't seem to have a lot of energy today. It's exhausting. That is exhausting. It's exhausting. I, you know, I'm exhausted. I, she didn't have lunch. None of us had lunch. No, because no, Timmy, being the slave driver that he is, yes. no, because this dickhead has uh, schedules a, a dentist appointment because he chipped his tooth right in the middle when we're supposed to be doing our podcast. I think well, that's I was trying to. I bit down on a screw to try to bite because that's it what out. you do. <laughs> you bite tooth. down on a screw to try and pull it off, using your teeth like a fucking multi-purpose tool. Well, yeah, <laughs> jackass. I think he's got a screw loose. <laughs> No, clearly not, because he couldn't get it out with his teeth. Uh, so you, so get it. You chipped your tooth, Colonel. We're sorry to hear that. Can I have one of your Powerball, Devil? Fuck you. <laughs> uh, uh, now see how she acts, Colonel. Your final thoughts on uh, President? You know, Theodore he lived a tragic but eventful, Rose adventurous Rose life. He was one bad some bitch. I mean, that's all you can say about Teddy. We need Teddy right now. If people really want to change in in politics, we would have elected Teddy Roosevelt. We no, brought him back from the He didn't trip. run. Huh? He's dead. He didn't run. I know, but we need somebody like Teddy Roosevelt. You got the voodoo. Why didn't you bring him back to life? I didn't realize I had voodoo. Bully, bully, Colonel. Get to your shoutouts. Oh. Well, God, you're getting all pushy with me here, Timmy. Well, because he's hungry. He's three hours overdue for lunch. Are you going to go to lunch or are you just leaving early? I'm leaving early. <laughs> okay, so. This is for me coming back. It's. I know you got here at, like, what, 5.30 yeah, this morning or something? Exactly. Okay, we got a couple new listeners here, Timmy. All right. We got Tracy Harper. Hi, Tracy. Julia Miller. Leah McGraw. Julia Miller appears from her profile picture to be a raging ginger. She is friends with Diane, student of the History Goes Bump podcast. Diane is also a ginger. I don't do the hanging packs. I don't know. I I'm not going to. Do you travel? I'm not going to go? go down that path with you. You're on your own, buddy. Okay, let's see. We got uh, the lovely Tasha. The lovely Tasha from California and her mother okay. Ophelia. Let's see. We got the Colonel's crew on the last one, but we got to get Little Fallon because okay. she's the mascot. Okay. Lydia Kristen Whiting. Elise Kearns, Kim Stroop, Justin, T.J. Young, Pete Former, Chris Lane, Mike Hound, Shabone, Brooke Smith, Tony Marsala, Sarah Morgan, how you doing, Sarah? Joe Phoenix, M.J. Howard, Stacy Flynn, Marissa Rhodes, Megan Harper, uh, Catherine Richardson, Alicia Wren, Dan Huff, Julia Jordan, Teresa Klingensmith, Fiona Crisp. Tommy Lane, Teresa Arthur, Tina Reeves, um, let's see, let's see, let's see, let's see, um, Kelly Coswell, Jennifer Samoan, mm-hmm. not, you, you not even trying name. to pronounce her you name. Screwed up her name. It's just Jennifer Samoan. Laura Meredith, Ronnie Rhodes, Sophia Panna, Aaron Shipley, Jay Alford, Holly Woodard, Ali Nett, Susie Randall, Deborah Chappelle. Daniel Jones, Danielle, Danielle Jones, Jones. Between Us Girls Between podcast. Between Us Girls, who who 
Timmy trying to beg for an interview. Why don't you I, just? I thought I'd be on their show. I thought you I. You pretty would much be. thrown all dignity out the window I, just begging. I, what like little that, dignity? Timmy. Yeah, I yeah. thrown out dignity out the window a long time ago. Well, that's true. That's very true. I'm moving my mic here. Brittany Martin, Margot Donahue, Jamie Metcalf, Meg Bansill, Allison Schneider, Sarah Taylor, Ramoni Howard, Neaton Sill, Kimberly Bennett, Rachel Hummel. How you doing, Rachel? Lauren Murr. Mirror, Murr, Mirror, Murr. Molly Fontenot. Sean DeBoard. Stacy Gutierrez. Tim Hale. Donnie Young. Melanie Young. James Rion. Alan Dobbs. Ann Dowser. Carol Nash. Elizabeth Brault. Mark Farman. Paul Kimes. Chris Swanson. Andrea O'Dell. Richard Roy. Christine Bachelor. George Huckler. Matt Brookins. Joe Lamont. Dia Pangburn, Natalie Parsons, Todd Long, Lauren Feller, Ron Ratchke, Terry Pickett, Holly Schreiber, Madge Payne, Lindy Lada, um, Steph Glenn, Christina Hodges, Christina Montana. My name is Christina Montana. You killed my father. Say hello to Prepare my little friend. Oh, yeah, that's Montoya. We got Montoya Montana. Mm -hmm. Say hello to my little friend. Maria Barber, Jennifer Potts, Cindy Hamilton. Paul Bampilli, Michael Br Mike Arnold, M Melissa Lubrano, and our Heathers, Heather Hall, Heather Poole, Heather Marshall, Maddie Kinnon, um, Least, of course, John Janke, Jeff Hopkins, Mark Hammermeister, Brittany Powell, Terry Helmsley, Pavlava, Michael Daniel, Jen Moyer, Jessica Biscop Bishop, Liz Evans, Brenda Deutsch, Stacy Lynn, Jeffrey Dolan, Miriam Buckwald, Jennifer Winans Miller, Kelsey Bro, Karen Su Barnes, Susanna Sheldon. Karen Barnes, of course, is is just a lovely woman. Lovely lady. And uh, Skip Fayou, Callie, Brandy Dees, Andy Smizer, Don Hamer. Norma DiMaggio, Karen Alden, Angie L, Amber Trevino, Carla Nelson, Jessica Winchester, Anita Darden, Nancy Weller, Christian, Kristen Anderson, Valerie Murray, Tammy Ennis, Tamara Cola, Leah McAllister, Stephanie Pauling, Lauren Meredith. Um, and I believe I've gotten through that half of the list. Great. And, and we did the other half yesterday. All right, just two more. And our favorite Brit, um, Lady Beverly. Yes, and our thoughts are to all of our British listeners who Absolutely. have had a bad week this week. Yes, they are. Yes, Keep, they are. Hang tough. You get through the Brits, we'll get through this. And Lady Beverly, you know we're always thinking about you. Yes. And the... And Sully. And the noble Sully, Sully the Brave. Mm -hmm. um, and, and the incomparable... The one of a kind, um, the woman who really needs no introduction, but I will do it anyway, Miss Dottie Scott. Thank you, Mom. Uh, Brandy, where can people where will find us? Tell us a little bit about Are your Are you paying attention to Tell us about your podcast. Uh, my podcast is Cover to Cover Kids. Hope you put more energy into that one. Yeah, Cover to Cover Kids. It's a podcast for it's children. It's a podcast for children, yes. And I just read books and stories. It's no, yeah. There's no commentary. There's nothing. Yeah, but just it's good. good for trips and mm -hmm. things like that. And, that, and uh, bedtime. Yes. Okay, and they can find you on iTunes. 
I am on the iTunes. Yes. Yes. And you can find us on iTunes. If you do, please leave us a review. You can also find us on Twitter at HistoryDweebs1, or you can follow uh, Chuck at HawkWaters. Uh, you can also find us on Stitcher and all the uh, podcast apps. Uh, find Join our Facebook group, History Dweebs, the podcast. All the people that we give shout-outs to, they're part of that group. So please join us, History Dweebs, the podcast. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you again next time on History Dweebs. Bye-bye. Bye, everyone. Bullet! Good night. Good night. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.